0: This is the message from Connection Community Church for Sunday, January 18th, 2015. Lessons from the Plane Your Attitude Determines Your Altitude. All right, we're ready for takeoff. Attitude determines altitude. That's our focus this morning as we continue our series Lessons from the Plane.
1: Well, good morning again, Connection Church. I'm Carrie Jones. And
0: I'm Alan Jones.
1: And we are two sinners who have been saved by the grace of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Would you pray with us, please? God, thank you so much for today. What a special day it has been with incredible worship and baptism and the special music. And now, Lord, I would ask that you would settle us in a bit. Help us just relax and receive what you have for us today. I pray this in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and everybody gathered, said, Amen. Amen.
0: So just out of curiosity, how many here have flown before? Wow, that's a lot. And how many have never been on a, flown in an airplane or a jet or whatever before? Okay. I remember the first time I ever flew was um, 10th grade. I uh, went to Spain on a school trip, and I was... A couple of things really caught my attention, first of all, was the speed the plane went down the runway. I just didn't realize how fast, and it makes all the sense in the world in order to get the, uh, you know, what you need to do to take off, but wow, that was fast. And the other thing is how, uh, what a sharp angle that plane takes as soon as it lifts off the runway. I um, call that the attitude, like Dave was talking about, very sharp attitude and that's crucial in, in, uh, for it to get off the runway and to climb to its, uh, the height that it's going to fly at as quickly as possible. What's interesting though, you've got an angle, it feels <laughs> like it's like that when you're in the plane, I don't know, it's maybe like that. When you're landing though, you don't get the opposite, do you? Wouldn't that make you a little nervous if you're landing and you were going like that? <laughs> they, they try to maintain a fairly level attitude on the landing, because like they said, the houses come up, real, get bigger, way too much faster if you were going like that, right? And so you try to maintain a level attitude so that it descends, even though you drop altitude, it descends at a fairly level attitude, hopefully.
1: So he said that takeoff and landing are the critical times. You know, whenever I'm on a plane, I like pray a lot during takeoff and landing. Does anybody else do that? It's like I repeat the Lord's Prayer about 10 times till I feel safe up in the air. And same thing coming down because, I mean, the pilot's gotta know if we're supposed to go up or down and how to maneuver that plane to the right or to the left or flying level. Now, in other words, when you're in a plane, attitude versus attitude determines altitude can you say that attitude, attitude determines, determines altitude. altitude a positive attitude is crucial to stay level in the air
0: that's true and that's not just true of flying a plane that altitude uh, attitude determines altitude that's that's true for life in general uh, and have you ever heard of a guy named zig ziglar he's a sales guy, a motivational speaker. He uh, wrote books and, and he's a Christian, he's a Christ follower, or he was, he passed away a couple years ago, but he, he, he quoted, this is a good quote of Ziggs, he says, your attitude, not your aptitude, will determine your altitude. In other words, your altitude, where you are in life, will be determined more by your attitude, the way you think, uh, feel, or behave, than by your aptitude, by your abilities. A positive attitude will always trump a negative attitude. And if you've ever heard Zig Ziglar speak or read any of his books, he was all about positive attitude. He had a lot of great quotes. I'm gonna share a couple with him just to give you this positive attitude. He said this, he said, make today worth living. It's not a good thing to keep in mind. Make today worth living. He also said this, he says, "If you aim at nothing, you'll hit it every time." Can I get an amen on that? Yeah. And it's not how far you fall, but how high you bounce that counts. And then finally, make failure not your teacher. Or make failure your teacher, not your undertaker. Good quotes. He was all about positive attitude.
1: There was somebody else who uh, really had a positive attitude and his name is John Maxwell. Anybody heard of John Maxwell? Yeah, motivational speaker, he was a pastor, and um, a leadership expert. Well, he conducted a study, uh, he quotes a study conducted by the National Dry Goods Association. Do we have any
0: members of that association here today? <laughs> the National Dry Goods, As- okay, you, nobody, we haven't had one yet.
1: No, not yet, but this study, found some very uh, interesting things out. 48% of all salespeople make one call and stop. 25% make two calls and stop. 15% make three calls and stop. 12% of all salespeople go back and back and back again. They make 80% of the sales, 80%. It's not about anything except attitude, attitude, positive attitude. They do not let the no's stop them. For them, a no just means not yet.
0: That's right, that's right. In that same book, John Maxwell talked about a church that he passed, I believe it was in Ohio, and they had a bus ministry, you know, where the bus goes out and picks up the people for church. Each bus had a captain who had a, a, a specific geographical area that they were responsible for. Now, this one captain, her name was Air Evelyn, averaged more than 50 riders a Sunday. And that's because she would not take no for an answer. Every Saturday, she would call every house on her territory, hoping to secure another rider. She recorded her visits in her diary. On one page she had written this, she said, I have visited this home over 90 times. Finally today, they said yes. Can you imagine 90 calls, but finally got that yes. You see, it wasn't her aptitude that got that, uh, those people at that stop to church. It was her attitude, her positive attitude. That's what keeps the plane flying, that's what keeps us flying.
1: So even your attitude in how you ask questions is really critical. Uh, In that same book, The Winning Attitude by John Maxwell, he talks about a young psychology student who went into the army and he was assigned to KP duty. So his job was to hand out this particular day to dish out apricots. Just out
0: of curiosity, how many of you here like apricots? Okay, this story will make a lot, look around everybody, this story's gonna make a lot of sense then.
1: All right, mm-hmm. well, being a psychology student, he decided to do a little experiment uh, with how to ask questions. When asked, you don't want any apricots, do you? <laughs> 90% of the people who came through said no. Absolutely, <laughs> they said no. Then he reframed the question, he said, you do want some, some apricots, don't you? Well, at this point, about half said that they would take some. Then he took a different approach. He said this. He said, one dish of apricots or two? Well, guess what the results was, were? Forty percent took two dishes. Fifty percent took one dish.
0: Yeah. I often wonder how many of those apricots ended up in a trash can. But anyway, um, <laughs> but did you see that shifted from... 90% no to 90% yes, all in the way the question was asked. So what's that, what do apricots have to do with us today? Well, everything. Because on the one hand, it may have to do with you inviting somebody to church, which may, which may have to do with you inviting somebody to an eternal relationship with Jesus Christ. So that's pretty important stuff. If you ask a question like this, you don't want to go to church with me, do you?
1: <laughs>
0: what do you think your answer's going to be? You're exactly right. I don't. Now, can we shift that around? I don't know. What if you tried this? What if you said, hey, we have three services at Connection Community Church, 830, 945, and 11 o'clock. Which one would fit your family the best? They say 11. In sales, we used to call this the assumed close. You assume they're going, say, well, gosh, 11 o'clock, I'll uh, I'll be there and meet you, and we'll sit together, okay? Now, that's not going to guarantee everybody's going to say yes, but i bet you you get a whole lot, lot more uh, uh, yeses than, hey, you don't want to go to church with me, do you? And then you with that with that question. Anyway, um, I, <laughs> we have a next-door neighbor. He's a great guy. We chat across the fence, or he's out walking his dog, getting we're getting mail, we end up talking. Great guy, and I, every Christmas and Easter, I dutifully go over with my postcard and I invite him to Connection Community Church. And I don't think he's actually said no yet. No's not come out of his mouth. I haven't seen him in here yet either, but so it's an assumed no. But you know what? I don't hear no. What I hear him say is not now. Not now, which means someday I just got to keep asking, keep asking, keep asking. And one of these days... He'll be here.
1: You know what, though it makes me think there was a time a year ago when there was some life crisis in his family and he reached out to mm-hmm. talk to you about that. There'll be so, a day. You know, we plant seeds all the time, don't we? Well, it, positive attitude just doesn't happen. It's like, bam, magic. It just does not happen. In fact, it seems that a lot of people have an in- inclination to be a little bit more on the negative side to see the cup half empty instead of half full. How are we supposed to carry with us this attitude, positive attitude, that brings aptitude? How can we be up rather than down? What's the secret?
0: It's no secret. If you look through the pages of scripture, it's all through there, but one especially we find for this morning is in Paul's letter to the church at Philippi. You know, Paul planted churches around Greece, and he, he kept up with them. He followed up, and there were some letters. And we, uh, an important part of the New Testament, the second part of the Bible, is made up of those letters that Paul wrote to those churches. And this particular one is the church at Philippi. It's called, uh, the book in the Bible is called the book of the Philippians. It's Paul's letter to the Philippian church. Um, and the thing is, if there's anyone that should know about attitude it would be paul you know he uh, had a lot of challenges after he came to a relationship with jesus christ if you think having a relationship with jesus christ is going to make life peachy read through paul's letters and you'll realize peachy is usually not the word that you find in there okay he had great challenges but those challenges didn't determine who he was or how he was going to uh, face life. Jesus Christ, his relationship with him is the one that, that, uh, around which his attitude was based and therefore his altitude. Uh, it was always positive, always positive.
1: So we get a blueprint for this in the book of Philippians chapter 4 about how to maintain a high altitude attitude. Let's check this out, beginning at verse four. Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again. Say it with me. Rejoice. Rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus.
0: Okay, so how many have heard this passage before? Yeah, because if you've been to this church, we've used it frequently, probably just a couple of weeks ago, I think, if I'm recalling. And, you know, this word rejoice, it's just an awesome word. You can't help but be lifted up by saying the word rejoice. Rejoice! I mean, just the, the way it's uh, emphasized where the, where the accent is rejoice. Say it with me. Rejoice! You see, you you can't help but kind of explode with that word. Rejoice in the Lord always. In other words, find joy in the Lord. The Lord is near. Things are good, Paul says. Don't be anxious about anything, but pray about... About what? Everything. Everything. Allow God to bring you the peace that doesn't make any sense at all if you're using brain rational power. Because you're in the midst of the worst crisis of your life, and you're at peace. And the world out there would go, what is wrong with you? And you would go, no, it's what's right with me, and that's the Lord. Um, focus on God, and you can't help but have an attitude that lifts your altitude. That's the part that we've already, and you've all heard us talk about here before. Now we're going to get to the real meat of this passage, next couple of verses that we really want to focus on for this morning.
1: So we'll pick it up at verse 8. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put into practice. Say the rest. And the God of peace Peace. will be with you.
0: Okay, so this passage tells us how to have an attitude that raises our altitude. It happens when we focus on the things that God would have us focus on. So we're going to do a little, um, what do you call this, group participation thing here, huh? And don't get nervous. I should be nervous because when I ask you, some of you may end up falling asleep, but we'll wake you up. I'm going to have you close your eyes. We're not going to take your purse I Just close your, relax. Don't relax too much. Don't fall asleep. Close your eyes. And I'm going to give you some words. And I want you to just allow yourself to bring an image into your brain. I'm not going to give you hours. It's going to be just a few minutes. So when I say the word, and it's just what Paul just shared with us, say the word and, and let an image just come into your brain. Think about this as you close your eyes. Something that is True. Think about something that is noble. Think about something that is right. Think about something that is pure. Think about something that is lovely. Think about something that is admirable. And finally, think about something that is excellent or praiseworthy.
1: Okay, you can open your eyes.
0: If the guy next to you is asleep, nudge him.
1: Well, how'd you feel? I mean, did you feel peaceful doing that? What happens to me when I'm feeling kind of upset about a situation or I'm afraid I'm going to spiral something out of control, maybe a conversation, I start, this is one of my go-to verses. I start thinking, okay, whatever's true, whatever's right, whatever's noble, admirable, lovely. And it takes me from a, a negative space to a positive place. I mean, commit this inside deep. And Um, things will change. Your altitude will rise because your attitude is so much better. Yeah.
0: Paul tells the church at Philippi to put into practice whatever they have learned or received or heard or, or, or seen from him. And why would he say that? Well, because Paul's attitude was not determined by the circumstance around him, but by his relationship with Jesus Christ. It was that relationship with Jesus that Paul focused on, not his immediate situation. And that's why the God of peace was with him. That is why he tells the Philippians that, that the God of peace will be with them as well.
1: So we have something else we want you to do. Reach and get a pen in front of you. There should be one in the seat, or if you're in a front seat, reach around to the back, get a pen... And on your program, on the left-hand side, there's a blank space where that's there for you if you want to take notes or jot something down. But we'd like you to write down Philippians 4, 8 and 9. It's written right up there in yellow. This is an
0: assignment. You will be graded on this. This is an
1: assignment. Philippians 4, 8 and 9. All right, so when you get home, we'd like for you to... Take a look that passage up. I mean, it's right there, but look it up in your Bible or on your smartphone and write it down. Get some index cards, pieces of paper, write it down and post it places where you can really focus on that. I guarantee your day will be better if this is one of your go-to verses. So put it on your mirror in the bathroom or on the refrigerator, or on your car you know, dashboard or on your notebook at school. Put it somewhere where you can see it and let it be a reminder that your attitude can raise your altitude. And we would love to hear Mm. if this makes a difference. Shoot us an email, connect at CC. It's right on your program. Shoot us an email. Tell us a story about how God worked it through Mm -hmm. for you. Let us know what difference the scripture has made because we know that it
0: can. And we want you to take, somebody from first service already wrote it out and then photoed it and messaged it to me because he wants to get credit for this assignment. So, you know, this this is very serious stuff here. Absolutely, it's crucial. As I've shared before, I I was in sales for like 14 years and, you know, selling is all about attitude. We were at a, a sales manager's meeting one day and we were told if you think you can or you think you can't, you're right you're right. Each of us has more power than we realize, and that's especially true when it comes to altitude. It comes down to the attitude we bring to the situation, an attitude that's controlled by what we focus on. When we focus on what God would have us focus on, that which is true, that which is good, that which is uh, pure, that which is all the things we just mentioned in that scripture, when we focus that we can't help but that have an attitude that's gonna cause us to soar. We can't help it. On the other hand, when we focus on what is other than God, it's not unusual for us to have a crash and burn attitude.
1: So we always end with a question. Here's your questions for today. On a scale of one to ten, what's your attitude right Write now? that
0: down on that paper. Write down,
1: what number is it? What number? On a scale of one to ten. Where are you? And then on a scale of one to 10, where do you want to be? We hope that 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 you say nine or 10.
0: Write that down too. There's, there should be a, probably a gap between the two. Okay. Right.
1: And then write, uh, and then think, what's it going to take to get there? What positive things, what can you do to get there? Because all it might take is a refocus, refocusing on things that are right and pure and lovely and admirable praiseworthy it just might be that simple and if you do that you'll be soaring you will be soaring that's because your attitude not your aptitude determines your altitude that is the good news because when that happens when we allow our attitude to rise we can't help but fly with christ Amen? Amen. Amen. Let's pray. Almighty God, we thank you for this message, this challenge for us to uh, come out of negativity, to go toward the positive side by using this scripture, Philippians 4:8 and9, and focus. think about such things as these. God, we thank you for your love that never fails. And for the way that you're at work at all times and all places in our lives, even when we don't see it or feel it, you're still God. Same today, yesterday, and tomorrow. We pray all this in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And everybody gathered said, Amen.
0: Thank you for joining us for our podcast. For more information about Connection Community Church in Middletown, Delaware, please visit our website and just show up. Church. You can also call our church offices at 302-378-7692. Connection Community Church, connecting
1: people with Jesus in the life